Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. All right, my friends, you're listening here to Conservative Not Bitter Talk. And yes, I am your host, the beloved Todd Huff. It's good to uh, good to be here. Thanks for listening. You can email me your thoughts, questions, opinions, feedback, adoration, praise, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. And do our absolute best to get back with you. I appreciate those that do reach out and it is good connecting with you as well. Hope you had a great weekend, and here we are hitting the ground running on uh, this Monday, um, middle of July, Monday morning, and let's get after it this week. So lots, of course, every time we get through the weekend, there's lots, I guess, to catch up on and lots to uh, to dive into Today, I think I want to start. I'm pausing here because there's a couple things vying for my attention. We, one thing is this this whole concept of of teaching critical race theory in the schools, and in particular, the Washington Free Beacon is reporting that. Well, here's the headline. Thousands of teachers vow to defy state bans on critical race theory. So you've seen a lot of these states passing, well, basically saying that we're not going to teach critical race theory. That's not going to be allowed in our schools. And teachers say, bet me it's not. Um, we're going to teach it. We're going to teach it anyway. And so... I'm going to read a part of this article uh, Article here. Thousands of teachers are pledging to teach critical race theory in the face of state laws seeking to ban it from classrooms. More than 5,000 educators have signed the Zen Education Project's pledge to teach the truth <sighs> since June 21st. In the letter, the leftist education group claims the United States was founded on structural racism and oppression. Tenets of Marxist-based ideology called critical race theory. We, the undersigned educators, refuse to lie to young people about U.S. history and current events regardless of the law the pledge reads. So states have passed laws saying we're not going to teach this anti-American hatred uh, to our students. We're not going to do it. This is, yes, America. I, this is really becoming ridiculous. It's not becoming ridiculous. It's, it's patently absurd. It's getting more and more ridiculous on top of that. So to acknowledge that there were problems at America's founding as it pertained to race is not the issue here. The issue isn't that. In fact, I heard Jen Psaki. Bear with me here. I think I have this. I thought I had this. I'm going to have to look for this uh, after the break here. But there's a soundbite of Jen Psaki at a 
press conference. Actually, I made that that might have been in the stack of stuff. And yes, that is a direct nod to the great Rush Limbaugh. But the stack of stuff um, from last week, I have to look. But she said at the podium, she said that you know Biden is effectively he's in favor of teachers being in uh, being able to teach critical race theory because there have been there it is right there how did i miss that but she says it's because of um america has has had things in its past that's not not good but stop everything that's not what critical race theory is critical race theory says essentially that america is so fundamentally broken that there is literally nothing that we can do about it. We cannot do anything about it other than change our very system. I'm going to have to look this up because the link that I have here doesn't take me where it says it does. So I'll have to find it after the break. But that's what she says. And that is not what critical race theory is. Critical race theory is not simply pointing out flaws in America's history. That is not what it is it is saying the system itself is so fundamentally flawed the system itself is so rife with racism as the intended consequence as the desired result there's nothing we can do even down to the type of system economic system we have capitalism itself is so fundamentally uh, flawed and uh, just it's it's just corrupted by by racism and the only way to stop this is not it's not just that and this is an important point it is not simply to recognize faults in america's history we all know that those faults are there because newsflash america was run by people and people are flawed this is such a fundamentally true statement i just wish more people would come to their senses and accept this. When people run governments, governments will be flawed. But see, there's a difference between flawed people running extraordinarily important types of systems of government, systems based and rooted upon foundational truth and uh, just the way that things should be. America was built, America recognized and was built upon principles that are good and true, and we should embrace those. Just be, there are going to be flaws. Folks, look at the quote unquote flaws of communism. The, 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 the flaws of communism are so much worse than flaws. They, communism, it, it is remarkable. Communism leads to self-made prisons. Communism is the antithesis of liberty. Communism is the antithesis of really everything our system is. Communism says that your government is your God. Communism says you really don't matter as an individual. What matters is the collective whole. Communism leads to the brutal death of millions upon millions of its own people. This is this has played out time and time again. This is not a this is not because of flawed leaders. This is because of a flawed system. So you can have good people that run well, let's just for a second here. 
assume that you can have good people who run communism. It's not the way that it works out because if you give people absolute authority over someone else's life, they will corrupt that power. This is a fundamental truth. This is undeniable. This is what happens. This is the nature of mankind, of, excuse me, humanity. This is the nation uh, or the, the nature of humanity's heart. This is what happens. Talking about utopia in the one sense, but creating, on the other hand, an absolute, just destructive, evil existence for the government and creates poverty and paranoia amongst the people, amongst the people that it's seeking to so-called help, but it's not helping anybody. It's helping the ones at the top. You talk about a system of government that truly helps not just the 1%, the one-tenth of the 1%. That's communism. And it is right there for anybody who wants to see this. Just take North Korea, for example. North Korea... At nighttime, pictures from satellites, literally you can see exactly from a satellite where the borders of North Korea end when they cross into South Korea and into China. You can see precisely where the border ends. But you can see Pyongyang, the nation's capital, where the the great and mighty all-powerful Kim Jong-un lives. His palace is all lit up. Why is that? Because, folks, in North Korea, this sounds ridiculous because, candidly, it is. He and his father are treated as deity and his grandfather. They're treated as deity and they're forced. People force you to treat them as deity. You see all the the video clips of people uh, when they see Kim Jong-un and Kim Jong-il and all these, uh, the relatives before. They're crying and they're just acting like it's, you know, God in the flesh. Because, first of all, if you don't believe that, they got a gulag with your name on it. Second of all, second of all, um, you know, it's, it's well, I guess it's the same as the first point. It's, your, it's their way or the highway. They, this, is a, this is a dramatic, uh, over-exaggerated storm, uh, f- sort of response here, but it's fabricated. It's made up. You worship the leader or else. This is what it is. And they, quite literally in some of these communistic systems, are God. But see, that's what we're told that America needs to be moving more toward. That is fair. Yeah, it's fair, all right. It's fair for everyone who's underneath these communistic dictators and thugs. You know what's fair? There's a fairness of of misery is what there is. There's a fairness in poverty, equality. No one has a diddly darn thing. No one has an ounce of hope because of the brutal, heavy-handed regime. And you're going to compare that for just one millisecond to this great nation and how this nation was founded? It's absolutely positively absurd. And do not let them move the goalpost. Do not let them redefine what is really uh, being taught, because what is being taught is that our system is broken. Our system needs replaced. Our system needs to be replaced specifically by the tenets and teachings of Marxism. It is not a coincidence, folks, that Patrice Kohler, one of the founders of the Black Lives Matter movement, is 
uh, is a Marxist. That is not a coincidence. That is precisely the intent. That is what they seek. Uh, th- this is what they seek to replace America with. So critical race theory and Black Lives Matter um, go hand in hand. And teachers now are out there saying, we're going to teach critical race theory no matter what. No one is saying, no one is saying not to teach about the evils of slavery. No one is saying, not one single person is saying that we have to gloss over the, the bad parts of American history. No one is saying that. Absolutely. I know no human being that is saying that. That is a straw man argument to suggest that. What we are saying is to teach the truth. Teach the truth is, is a good thing. But what is not true is that our system is fundamentally flawed, is beyond repair. That is simply not the case. If you want to get to the real problem, it's the jokers who are in power. It's the jokers who are making decisions. It's the jokers who are casting their ballots in Washington, D.C. at the state or the, 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 the capital, the U.S. Capitol building, and oftentimes uh, in the, uh, you know, signing the law into, you know, uh, presidents signing the law into existence or members of the Supreme Court. It's people who are in those positions. It's people who are in positions of power at these schools, at these universities, that is who, that's the problem here, some of these policies. And by the way, one of those policies, and we're going to talk about this after the break, they're still out there insisting, they, the media, the Democrat Party, that the, the folks who want to defund the police, who want to defund the police, those folks are actually Republicans. It is literally absurd. The evidence... I, I don't even feel the, the need to respond to this other than it is so patently stupid to suggest Republicans were the ones clamoring for defunding the police is beyond reasonable. These folks, you talk about rewriting history, go back and listen to this program when that defund the police movement was first uh, being called for back about a year ago, I guess. And, I mean, look at what we said about it. Look at who we were talking about. Look at who we were quoting, which we'll talk about some of those folks today, the likes of AOC, the Minneapolis, the liberals, the radical leftists on the Minneapolis City Council. This is beyond stupid. But, see, it's not stupid, I guess, when you realize that it's not a political winner and when you can convince people when people are, have no idea what you've said, what you stand for, if you can convince them someone else said it, and you've got the help of the media, and maybe Google, Google can wipe whatever uh, position you took in the past. If it's not popular today, if you're a lot radical leftist, they can wipe that from existence. You don't have to admit to anything. What are you talking about? I didn't say defund the police. What they don't count on is people like this program keeping records of this stuff. Right? I mean they don't keep they don't they don't take into account people like you who pay attention, who remember what were, what was uh happening at any given moment of time, and you know who was saying defund the police. The idea Republicans were saying this is is beyond stupid. But yet they're they're getting away with it in some circles. There's a debate now. 
who really was for defunding the police. They were quite literally, quite literally hashtagging this thing. Defund the police. We'll read some of that after the break. But this is what they do. What they teach us is not just, I'm talking about the radical left now. What they are teaching, what they are promoting, what they are defending, what they want to see this nation built upon, that is, again, the antithesis of what this nation was founded upon. And this nation was founded upon truth and liberty and opportunity and freedom. The idea, again, that we are not subjects, but yet, but, but rather citizens who can pursue our own desires, who can seek to build life as we choose to do it, right? To raise our family with the values that we want to impart to them, live where we want to live, worship how we want to worship, protect ourselves from the dangers and evils that exist out there by having the right to self-defense. I mean, on and on. These are good foundational principles. Free speech, exchange of ideas, all that stuff is at risk here. And why is it at risk? Because of the radicals, folks. It's not because, well, it's because of the Republican Party in the sense that the Republican Party often pays these things lip service and they're a bunch of wimps in many cases and they're looking for uh, something to campaign on and they never fix anything. And that's not all of them, but there's a healthy chunk there. But the idea, the idea that this nation is fundamentally flawed, which is what critical race theory says, it's beyond repair, there's nothing we can do, the systems, institutions, the, you know, the economic system, business itself in, in this country, everything is just so flawed by America's fundamental racism. And we basically have to start over again. This country is not worth loving. It's why 64%, remember I said last week there was a, a poll, 64% of young people are not proud to be American. And this is why. This is one of the big reasons why anyway. Because America, they believe, they've been taught repeatedly by some of these leftist propaganda workers in the education system and elsewhere They've been taught that America is evil, and it needs to be replaced by something. I'm telling you right now, take this to the bank, something like something very similar to Marxist communism. That is so much better. I mean, look at the, look at the studies. Look at the polling. This is what young people believe, and they're not making this up on their own. Because if they understood history, if they understood history, they would understand that these are truly evil empires, as Ronald Reagan and George W. Bush have pointed out in the past. Quick time out is in order long in the segment. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. You're listening here to America's Realities Are Here as we... Venture through <clears throat> the craziness and the lunacy that the left is is taking us through. Trump was at CPAC over the weekend. Yes, we had CPAC. By the way, did you see? Did you see the straw poll? The straw poll here for CPAC. Let me pull this up. Trump. <clears throat> Trump was favored. 
Trump is still favored to be the Republican nominee for president amongst CPAC attendees. Let's see here. Uh, this is at Breitbart.com. Um, pollsters at CPAC asked conference attendees two questions. Who would they support in a 2024 bid for president if Donald Trump runs? And who is their top choice if he does not? The straw poll found 70%, that's 70, 70% of voters would back Trump in 2024 if he runs for president. In second place was uh, was Ron DeSantis with 21% of the vote. So 91% of the vote, folks, 91% of the people attending CPAC, again, this is just a straw poll, we're still light years away from an official nominee for 2024, but... 91% wanted either Trump or DeSantis. So there's just another 9% remaining. Um, don't mean to throw a curveball in there if you've been taught math by Bernie Sanders. But 91% of the people want either Trump or uh, DeSantis. And 70% of those, or 70% of that is Trump, right? So Trump is still a massive favorite. Um, when you take Trump out of the mix... It was 68% for DeSantis, followed by former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo at 5%, and Donald Trump Jr. at 4%. It's interesting. It says here, I, I remember referencing this, another CPAC poll back in uh, February at an Orlando event. Trump had 55% of the vote. So there you go. People are still in favor, at least at CPAC, of Trump being the nominee. And why? I mean, it, it, it's not complicated. If In fact, we're going to play a soundbite from Trump's speech at CPAC. It's not hard to understand why. It really isn't. It's right there for anybody who wants to see it. It really is. If you listen to what Trump is saying, if you look at what Trump is doing and if you look at I mean just the you just you just don't see this. You don't see and I know that there's some people that are just turned off completely by Trump and I understand that and I'm not even here to try to persuade that at the moment. I'm just saying that there is a clear distinction between Trump and even DeSantis and I think you could even be, begin to throw maybe Christy Nome uh, in there as well. But there's a major, major shift between how people like Trump, and I'm looking at it right now on Fox News, the polling, but people – well, Trump and, and DeSantis, they, the way that they address issues, talk about the way the media covers things, the way that they attack these very dangerous ideas in amongst the radical left, amongst the – AOCs and the squads of the world, they address, they address them directly. They do not cower. They operate from a position of strength. They don't cower and hide in the corner. I mean, this is, this is necessary when fighting these absolutely atrocious ideas and concepts. But many Republicans still uh, – they still don't do it. They like to hold on to the old way of doing things, hoping that perhaps the media and the left is going to be nice to them, especially when they're not in power. 
They just want to get along. And look, I am not against, I'm not, I'm not against trying to find common ground. That's one, I mean, I really, and when I say that, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, if you heard me say that and think I'm saying something I'm not, do not misunderstand. I'm not saying, um, you know, sacrifice principle. I'm saying that there's a lot of ways to to find some common ground amongst I'm talking about the rank and file people in America. There's a lot of support for conservative ideas even amongst some people who vote Democrat. Why they do all those things, why they vote Democrat, I mean I could explain some of that at some point. I don't even know why. I don't think anyone really knows why. There's some emotional attachments. It's something that had been people you know, people's families have voted for Democrats for for centuries, there's the connection with unions or single-issue voters. There's a lot of that kind of stuff. But to think that the core ideas embraced by conservatism, the core ideas upon which America are built and founded are actually very popular. I mean people people appreciate in general this great nation. Those that don't have been lied to about what it is. Those who don't <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Those who don't. Uh, misunderstand or they have ulterior motives. They want to see America turn into a socialist utopia or worse, a communistic uh, man-made prison. But they don't uh, – that's not – there's not as many of those folks as as we think. Maybe in certain coastal cities amongst the you know very astute, very – I don't know, condescending liberal elites. But folks, that is not the majority of this great nation. The majority of this great nation would not vote for the candidate or whatever you think of that. I don't want to get into that at the moment. But Trump didn't win the have enough votes to win the election because not because they didn't necessarily agree with some of the stuff Trump was doing. They were told to hate Trump. They were they were lied to about the reasons and the rationale for things that were done. They were lied to about what was really being done. Again, Trump runs concentration camps on the southern border. Biden builds detention centers or whatever they're calling them. Probably before it's all said and done, there'll be some sort of a uh, necessary charity to help children along the southern border. But when Trump was in power, they were called concentration camps. You remember this. And so, but they have to do that to Trump because his connection to the average Republican voter is strong, as um, as indicated here by this CPAC poll. So, timeouts in order, but I want to mention here the program brought to you in part by our friends at Interior Construction Services. Competitive prices; they offer they offer residential and commercial construction. Check it out on their website, Interior Construct interiorconstruct.com or call them here locally in Indianapolis Metro Indy 317-991-4660 317-991-4660 interiorconstruct.com quick timeout is in order sit tight listening to conservative not better talk back here in just a minute And so let's listen to a bit of what Trump was saying at CPAC. Here he is. What was this yesterday? I think it was yesterday at the conservative 
Political Action Conference. Here it is. We'll completely defund and bar critical race theory. 1776, not 1619, if you don't mind. And if government-run schools are going to teach children to hate their country, we will demand school choice, and we already have been. If you listen to the media or watch the evening newscasts, our country has really gone bad. All we talk about is race. That's all they talk about, race. The whole show, race, race. We don't talk about our country being great anymore. We don't talk about how America can lead the world. We don't talk about stopping crime or the hundreds and hundreds of people that are being shot in Democrat-run cities and what to do about it. We don't talk about ending the drugs pouring across our borders, which I had greatly reduced with our wall and so many other things that we're doing. And most importantly, we never talk about the great future of our country. We don't talk about any of this stuff anymore. True. It's true. The Democrat-controlled media talks race, race, race for political reasons. And they always have, but never like this. But it's hurting our country, and more than anyone else, our great minority communities. It's hurting them very badly. The Democrat obsession with race is only dragging us backward into the past, and it is bringing our country down to a point where even China and Russia are lecturing us on human rights, race, and they're doing it in a very humiliating fashion. This never happened. Never happened with me. During my administration, our country was respected again. It is no longer respected. In conclusion, our party and our movement, we're all united by the same shared American values and by unyielding resolve to defend our beloved nation for citizens of every race, religion, color, and creed. We take great pride in our country, and we teach the truth about our history. We celebrate our rich heritage and national traditions. We honor George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and all of our national heroes. And of course, we always respect our great American flag. You know, I mean, this is it, it's it's obvious, right? I mean, he's he's right in so many ways here. He's right in so many ways. And where do you hear this? I mean, you hear this kind of talk on this program, of course. But where do you hear this? Where else do you hear this amongst Republican politicians. I, I for one, uh, don't understand this. I, I do. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But I just, I don't understand why, again, I do, but I, I, I think that there's reasons that they are, they, the Republican Party, is they're wrong on not talking about these bigger concepts because this is really what this fight is about. You know, we get so much in the weeds. I don't on this program, I deliberately stay out of the weeds on I mean, for example, like 
Hunter Biden and his art gallery stuff. There, this may be a problem, right? By the way, for the first time ever, and if you haven't heard about this, I don't have time to get into it, but we've got some – there's links on our show notes page if you want to check that out. But I just – for the first time in a long time, what the children of a sitting president do to earn money is okay. Remember Trump's kids, they couldn't have businesses. They needed to, to pay. They needed to sell their – Share and basically just, you know, not be uh, in business at all. But Biden, Hunter Biden can. And there's so many problems with, with Hunter, Hunter Biden. But I don't like to get into it, some of that stuff, because it's not, it's not about the ideas. I want to spend our time talking about the ideas and the concepts. It doesn't, it, it does matter, obviously, if, if a particular individual and the family is corrupt. I'm not saying that that's not true. Um, but there's going to be fights about that, that that no one's going to be able to win. Someone claims that someone said something. Well, what am I going to you – know, how am I going to say that they did or didn't behind closed doors or whatever, right? I mean that, that you get into this – I don't know, into this uh, silly world of, of he said, she said. But what is demonstrably true is that the America that Donald Trump just talked about there – what is demonstrably true is that it, that is infinitely better than the America that we hear the radical left talking about, the media talking about. I'd like to say other Republicans were joining Trump in, in doing this, but that's just simply not the case in large in large part. I mean, you have Christy Nome who does, and Ron DeSantis who does, and some others, but not nearly as effectively or to the level. That Trump does, he keeps the focus on this American ideal, this, this, I mean, he did it right there. He didn't get into the weeds about stuff. Of course he can too. I mean, when you talk that much, but this just, we have to compare and contrast these two visions of America. One of them is a bad, bad thing. The other is uh, the conservative vision of America today is the one that is the fulfillment of what the founders envisioned, even beyond what they envisioned, because I don't think they could have imagined in their wildest dreams what uh, what was in the cards, so to speak, for this great nation. It's remarkable what this nation has done by unleashing freedom and opportunity for all people. And I got to take a break. Sit tight. Back here in just a minute. I know we've got some sports fans. I know some of you, you, you know, you, you can't watch certain sports. I don't want to get into that. I'm talking about a sport that I think any freedom-loving American would be able to watch, and that's UFC, MMA, right? Ultimate Fighting Championship. Conor McGregor fought Dustin Poirier for the third time on Friday night. Sorry, Saturday night. And, um, you know, for the third time, the third time now, um, there's been an injury, and I'm drawing a blank on who the third one was. It Chris Weidman. So the first was Anderson Silva, who had this type of injury where literally the sh- the shin bone, on the, the tibia or the fibula one, maybe both of those bones get shattered um, in the fight. It's a gross thing to see, by the way. The the bottom 
part of the leg right above the ankle in the shin area turns into basically jello. And that's happened now to Anderson Silva, who, by the way, is my all-time favorite fighter. That guy was something else. Uh, and it happened, I believe, to Chris Weidman and to now Conor McGregor. So McGregor, you know, McGregor is a trash talker. McGregor is like, I was thinking about this, he's kind of like the 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 um, political version of AOC. Sitting over there talking trash about everything. He's His leg is crushed. Um, and actually, believe it or not, crushed, if you haven't seen any of the, read anything or seen the clip or whatever, it happened whenever he was throwing a punch, but they think it might have gotten weakened when his uh, one of his kicks were checked by Poirier earlier in the first round. This happened at the very, very end of the first round. He, uh, final five seconds or so, his leg went down. He fell to the ground, covered up, and then couldn't get back on his feet. So he's sitting against the cage, right, inside the octagon. And Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan comes out, interviews Poirier, then he interviews McGregor, who McGregor was screaming at Poirier the whole time. McGregor starts yelling all sorts of nonsense at Poirier, telling Poirier that his wife was in was in Conor McGregor's DMs, his direct messages on social media. And it just, it just reminds me so much of how the radical left handle. It, it's, it's how they behave sometimes. The radical, I'm talking about the radical unhinged portion of that, of that group. Saying all sorts of nonsense, which the nonsense they're saying today is that they do not support the defund the police movement. Anyway, if you didn't catch it, it's worth, it's worth looking into, but I got to take a break. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So, look, I mean, again, I don't have time to go into it in detail, but this, I referenced it at the very end of last last segment, but this this notion, this idea that the radical left is not the ones, the Democrat Party in particular, not, not every Democrat said this, I don't want to say that, but a lot of them did defund the police. It wasn't Republicans that did this. They're trying to play some little cute game with this now to where they say, well, if you didn't vote for something that increased funding for police then you're you're for defunding the police uh-huh yes you are uh-huh no you're the ones out there saying it you're the ones who are out there saying let's have a a new basically a new system here let's change the way that we do law enforcement in this great nation let's change it fundamentally defund the police they said it it's undeniable it's there for anyone who wants to see and i've got to go take care guys sdg see you tomorrow take care